Chat show where we review every X-Men book that matters. And this, this is our Oktoberfest. An episode every single day for the entire month of October. Today's review, Miss Marvel, The New Mutant, number two, written by Monvalani and Sabir Perzada, and drawn by Carlos Gomez. It opens with more dreams of weird mixed-up versions of heroes tormenting her before she wakes up in bed with Bruno. Platonically, dude. Platonically. Omega Sentinel's working hard to track her down and get a chance gets a chance when she calls Sync and their drones track the phone call. One fight later, and Tony Stark saves the day, whisking her away to get a lecture from his new bride, Emma Frost. Orcus plans on getting to Miss Marvel through her dreams, but Bruno is also planning on snooping on her dreams, which is good because Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, like mashup dude, is definitely about to mess her up. I, for some reason, didn't include it in here. There was, like, a flyer for one of her dreams apparently coming to campus in the real world. And so there's, like, this. there was a weird, like, why are my dreams, like, seeping into reality? So, all right. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh. Okay, I have two questions Go about a single scene. Yeah. The scene where Kamala and Bruno like wake up and he pronounces that she beat his high score is the implication she beat his high score while sleeping. Yeah, you know, that's a really I mean, yeah, that's a great question. Uh second question. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have to ask question 2A before question 2A. Are Kamala and Bruno minors? I lose track because, like, I think they're high school seniors, but they're visiting college, and so I lose track of where they are age-wise. Are they, like, supposed to be minors? Are they, like, 18? You know, that's a good point. I kind of I always forget that they're supposed to be, like, uh, high school students visiting the college or whatever. Oh, right? this book this book completely glosses over that fact. Can we pretend yeah. they are like at least eighteen for my next I, question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's no way that like she didn't at least bump up against his morning wood, right? Like that. <laughs> like, like, like you don't fall asleep in bed. Like like they were they weren't like opposite ends on separate layers or something. Like they were straight up spooning. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's an odd, it's, you know, like, yeah, they, people, people could be friends without, you know, sexual attraction, but. They're too flirty. We talked about this last issue that we're getting too old to, like, super relate to the high schooly like, mm -hmm. story arcs, but, like. I feel like once you crash in the same bed while like playing vegans eating snacks, you have to at least address the relationship potential. Like the fact that they're they're both like, no, it's platonic. We're not even gonna talk about it. It just feels so like kicking the can down the road. Like Yeah, I, somebody I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, there should be some sort of, you know, uh, conversation or or clarification about it, I feel like, because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that. Uh yeah. 
it's i mean yeah it's weird uh it's it's teenagers being teenagers i suppose do we want to talk about the stuff we liked first or the stuff we didn't like because i got a list of both you know what pick pick your poison what which what did you like what did you like tell me what you like i really like the way they tie in her fan fiction hobby uh like to the weird dream villain i think that's a really Mm -hmm. neat way of i think probably intentionally telling all the like ew it's the like they're making her an x-men fans like don't worry we're still like we're still honoring your character some because i think that's a really cool way to tie in this major part of her history in a way that not only makes it a story beat but it it's completely giving us an entire story basically built around it i think that's a cool aspect that's a you know i hadn't thought of it uh in that exact lighting and that's a good point like i do like that it does tie it in and make it so like hey we're not completely abandoning this character's uh i would say i would say uh, for all the problems i have with this book they are very much not abandoning any aspect of her character yeah like i have plenty of beef with this arc but the one thing that and i have a feeling it's mostly amon's doing Mm -hmm. they're doing is saying hey, we're adding a bunch of useless shit to her, but we are keeping everything intact still. And I do like that aspect of it. That, yeah, I, I'd i have to agree. That's probably my favorite part of it, is that it does still very much feel that it is. Like, this is Kamala Khan. Like, yeah. this, this is who this character is, no matter what nonsense we add. I would say definitely. I was going to say, I, do, I think you're spot on by saying that you think it's that's a mom's doing more yeah. than anything else i mean f- from everything i've heard like sabir Prasada is also a big fan but I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably why they brought him on in and i feel like that was something i'm on if she didn't write herself she's advocating for because we know this character is super important to her mm-hmm. uh, uh my other kind of positive which <laughs> it's gonna sound negative as i start this feel but uh like tony and emma feel here completely different than like every other book that's showing the relationship uh the banter is cute though and i really really like emma's relationship specifically with kamala like she's clearly trying to protect not just her innocence but like her idealism Mm. and it's a unique relationship especially once you add in that emma has also just seen too many fucking kids die so like she's she's trying to tip i wouldn't say tiptoe because she's being really blunt but she's she's trying to put her foot down while still honoring Miss Marvel, but say, but bit pointing out that like no, honey, like you you can't be out there on the front lines. You can't be that face of the X Men. You can't wear that costume I gave you. <laughs> it's such an interesting relationship. It is. It it is like it is very very Emma. Like every aspect of it, it just it feels very genuinely Emma. Yeah. Um, as complicated and as strange as that relationship can be, I'm like, no, this is this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that was by far my favorite scene from either of the issues. Like, I thought how they got there with Tony abducting her was kind of stupid, but once it was yeah. Emma dealing with Kamala Khan, I thought that was an amazing scene that was a highlight. Do you have any positives you want to heap on before I jump into what I consider a really big negative? Um, I'm double checking everything I have here. I think we kind of hit all my positives as well. I do like the art. I think the art is good. I like, yeah. I, 
it's it's um it's a fun style and i think it does fit for this story it definitely fits well it it doesn't like i i, I wouldn't call it top tier art for me but it mm-hmm. fits what it is and it feels very in line with all of the miss marvel art we've gotten before i don't know that's on the same qual- same quality level for me but mm-hmm. it feels true to the character it fits the character it fits that you know, like young avengers written primarily for a teen audience vibe big thumbs up for for those reasons I, I agree. Like it's that that is exactly it. it, it the art matches something that I yep. feel like is meant for a younger audience in the best way possible. Like that is not that is not a negative. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so this negative is it, it, it's going to be a little heavy, uh, but how the fuck does Orcus get mutant hate so ingrained on the entire college campus that? only one kid shows up on the like pro mutant side of this 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 uh i don't want to call it a protest just this like demonstration yeah i they've got this this horde of kids out there and who are they picketing if everyone agrees the mutants need to go away we keep seeing these just huge crowds of Mutant scum, go away! But it doesn't make sense if Orcus has successfully beaten the mutants into such submission that the vast majority are off-world. I don't understand, like, who they're screaming at because only one college kid shows up on the pro-mutant side. And Kamal likes to have a point of that, of, like, only one person showed up, and I can't even defend her because I can't portray my powers. Uh, And this is going to super date when we're recording this episode, but right now, there's so many student marches supporting victims on all sides of the Israel-Palestine-Hamas like thing happening right now. To me, it just puts this giant spotlight on how unrealistic that aspect is because yeah. college campuses are breeding grounds for inclusivity. Like That's oh. just the culture of college campuses. Absolutely. And that's exactly like something about that. I was kind of like, look, I know I'm old, but I haven't been gone from college that long. Um, the last time I checked, the there would be like one anti-person exactly. and a horde of pro people at a college, like especially on a college campus. Like, like I, I didn't go to a New York college. I went no. to a pretty rural California, like northern, far northern part of the red part of the state, California, little state school yeah. that is in a very, very not diverse part of this. The, like, the, it is the one the one diverse dot in about four not diverse counties surrounding it. Like, and I, I just picture, you know, you see, like, the, the I don't even want to call them Christian, but, like, the, the religious people that show up and just scream about oh. how everyone's going to hell. The and extreme I think about, yeah. yeah, the extreme dimwits that uh, that the amount of kids that would just get right in their faces and tell them leave them alone when like you could see there was people that were bothered by it, and there was always some other kid that would basically form that like protection barrier, like you're not going to yeah. yell at this guy, and like I just can't imagine a college campus, a New York campus, uh, like you see the the real world diversity in the art, like like there, there, there's there's kids of colors. I just can't imagine them immediately all accepting the Orcus line. It doesn't it, make any sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Like, it, it really... It, it, 
I don't like that's the thing too. It's not like I went to college in a place that's known for being you know liberal either. I went to you know, ASU, you know, uh, Fordham yeah. Devils, uh, and uh, yeah, like it was still it was quite the uh, diverse melting pot there. You know, people stood up for you know each other, and it's just that is a part that to me felt very unrealistic. I was uh, what. Well, and it, 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 it's been in a lot of the Fall of X books. I think it's a big issue with trying to write the mutant metaphor as something that still gets just arbitrarily genocide, genocided at the drop of a hat in these stories. Like, there's something about when they write them historically, like, like or even when it was the first or second time it happened or there's a slower build. This just felt like out of nowhere they decided that that they managed to convince humanity to completely write off mutantum, and Marvel's expecting way too much buy-in from the reader that all of Marvel's humans are just giant pieces of shit. Like yeah. there isn't a single person who's gonna be like, wait a sec, or I guess one one person who says, hey, no, mutants are fine, and then the entire crowd just tears her down not for being a mutant but just for siding with mutants yeah that scene that scene really bothered me it's it's strange and it is like it is kind of like the core of the problem with a lot of the fall of x like you were saying and how many times can we do this mutant genocide thing you know uh without it feeling like it's treading ground and i think that's like for instance that's one reason why i thought uh judgment day was so clever in that like the whole you know, uh, catalyst of the mutant genocide part of that was the realization, oh, wait a minute, mutants are deviants and we're required to take out deviants. Like that whole thing. Like it was a new, a newer interpretation of that. What I, I think made Krakoa work so well is the conflict between humans and mutants made sense for the modern era. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> We don't have the equivalent of, oh, we have people that have immortality and people that don't. But th- we were given a reason for humanity to fear mutants that wasn't just, they're different, we hate them. Mm-hmm. And the conflicts were about, are they too powerful? Are, are like There was no desire just to exterminate them throughout the Krakoan era. Right. Especially because like, a lot of it was them fighting for like, representation and recognition as a sovereign nation and trying to be taken seriously as like a business uh arm and all that with like the export books and all of that that was so interesting and one of my favorite parts of the uh krakoan narrative 100 percent. i just i and it's not fair to put all of that weight on this book or this issue of this book we've gone we have done We've gone off course, but this scene is in this book, and this scene does bring down my final score. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Go ahead. I'm giving it a flat three, because there was yeah. stuff I really enjoyed, but uh, between that scene and uh, also just just like all of the number twos of this Fall of X so far, the pacing is just ground to a halt after what was really fun first issues. So three, it's a flat three yeah. for me. I, I I was gonna say it's like around a three or a three five for me. It's it's exactly that. It's a it's another 
middling number two. Which is scary because usually it's all oh, it's a it's a the the third issue slump or whatever, but mm-hmm. we're on second issue slump, so hopefully we can pick up the pace and get some excitement moving. Although, am I wrong? Are these four issue minis? Not five. I was originally thinking Fall of X was five, but I thought they su- were five, but they might be four. Yeah, let's look real quick because I'll edit that out if I'm wrong. They're announcing a lot of stuff for January. Dark X Men Four does have it. It is five. So a bunch. At least at least some of them are five. Okay. Okay. Uh. Ooh. Okay. That got heavy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Probably less heavy. I don't know. Maybe. This has been a Rocco Public Radio. Rock can be found at Irrepressible Comics or That Nerdy Papa Bear. And Keegan can be found everywhere online as Bulk Ranger.